بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمده ونصلي على رسوله الكريم أما بعد الحمد لله tonight is the 21st of June in the year 2023 and alhamdulillah we move on to the 59th night that we're going through the exalted and dear life of the eminent companion Sayyidina Abdullah ibn Mas'ud <coughs> so before moving on to mention another virtue of these glorious first 10 days so in Surah Al-Fajr, the first three verses, Surah 89, verse 1 to 3, Allah the Almighty and Glorious, He swears by these nights and these days. He says, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, Wal-Fajr, Wal-Layalin Ashr, Wal-Shaf'i Wal-Watr. By the Fajr, by the ten nights, and by the even and the odd. So in verse 1, He swears, subhanahu wa ta'ala, by the Fajr. And Ibn Abbas and many others, ta'ala anhum, they said, Al-Fajr refers to the day of sacrifice, i.e. the day of Eid. So in the very first verse, Allah ta'ala swears by the day of Eid, Eid al-Adha. Then in verse 2, Allah ta'ala swears by, Walayalin Ashr, by the ten nights. And here, Abdullah Ibn Abbas, anhum, he said, in a hakim in his mustadrak, number 3,927, the ten nights that Allah Ta'ala took an oath upon are the ten nights of Zulhijjah. And in verse 3, Allah Ta'ala then swears by Washaf'i wal Watr, by the even and the odd. And no other than our beloved Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, Walayarin Ashad refers to the ten days, Al Watr refers to the day of Arafat, and Ashaf'i refers to the day of sacrifice. This is in Nasai, Imam Ahmad in his Musna 3, that's 327, Sahih. To simply put, in the first verse, Surah 89, verse 1, Allah Ta'ala swears by the day of Eid, Eid al-Adha. In the second verse, he swears by the 10 days. And in the third verse, he swears by the day of Eid again and the day of Arafat. So what's interesting, from these three verses, you realize what the greatest days are. In every one of the three verses, Allah Ta'ala swears by the day of Eid. In two of the verses, He swears by the day of Arafat. And only in one, He swears with the ten days. So again, notice the immensity of these days that Allah Ta'ala swears again and again with regards to these blessed days. So moving on to the endless words of wisdom of Sayyidina Abdullah ibn Mas'ud radiyallahu entitled his catering for his noble students in abu nu'im with a hasan chin zadan abu umr who was blind rahmatullah he relates i once entered upon sayyidina ibn mas'ud and found that the sellers of silk and yemeni cloth had preceded me to the gathering thus i called out to him ya abdullah just because I am a blind man, you brought these people near and kept me far away. He smiled and he said, bring him near. Hence, my mission was successful. And I grew near until there was no one even sitting between I and him. So let's look at it. So this is an authentic hadith in Abu Nu'im. 
so blind. So notice the eagerness to acquire knowledge. So he was blind. His name was Zadan. His kunyat was Abu Umr. And he noticed that there was a gathering. And he knew that he'd be sitting at the back. So he used his handicap of being blind to get close. And he called out to Abdullah ibn Mas'ud. And he says, just because I'm blind, you keep me away. Ibn Mas'ud smiled. In other words, he goes very intelligent. He goes, bring him near. And then he says, there was nobody between him and I. So notice he would cater for his students. One would be excused to think that Abdullah ibn Mas'ud did this merely out of sympathy. However, he was as always acting upon the Quran. In Behaki, in Shu'ab al-Iman, Ibn Abi Hatim ibn al-Mundir is Hassan. Al-Rabi ibn Anas, rahmatullahi, he recited this verse. Surah Luqman, alayhi salam, Surah 31, verse 18. Audhu billahi min shaitan rajim. وَلَا تُصُعِرْ خَدَّكَ لِلنَّاسِ Do not swell your cheek towards the people. He explained, This means the rich and the poor should be equal before you when teaching. SubhanAllah. Let us look at this. So what does Allah the Almighty and Glorious command? وَلَا تُصُعِرْ خَدَّكَ لِلنَّاسِ Do not swell your cheek, I with pride towards mankind. Ar-Rabi ibn Anas said, it means you should treat everybody equal when you are sharing the knowledge, whether they're rich, whether they're poor. So note, go back to the previous report. You, you would have thought maybe because he's blind, Ibn Masud showed extra affection towards him. The answer is no. When you teach, you have to be equal. So note, he was living the Quran, the great Ibn Masud. It is famously related that one of the Abbasid Khalifs wanted the Honorable Imam Malik to come to him so as to educate his sons to which the Imam replied Knowledge is to be honored and no one is given preference over another. Knowledge is to be honored and no one is given preference over another. Let's look at this. (coughs) So Imam Malik the Abbasids held him in great veneration. They even asked him that should we make the Muwatta, the state, you know, book of authority. And he said, no, Imam Malik, think about that. People now say it's my way or the highway. He said the opposite. He goes, no. So Imam Malik was asked by the Khalif, imagine the most powerful man at the time. He said, can you teach my sons? Please come. Now think about that. By teaching the Khalif sons, isn't that helping the entire Ummah? Of course it is. It helps the entire Ummah of the Prophet Would Could Imam Malik do that? No. Go back to the verse. So what did he say to the Khalif? Knowledge is to be honored. I dush your sons should attend the gathering in Masjid al-Nabi. No one is given preference over another. As can be seen from this verse. Do not swell your cheek with pride towards the people. Upon this, the Khalif humbly did as instructed. Think about that. The Khalif didn't say, this is below my dignity. My son's going to a normal gathering. He humbled himself to the Quran. Allah Ta'ala commanded it. So let us now turn to the priceless exhortations of the great Ibn Masud. 
entitled Clinging to the Sunnah and Avoiding Innovations. Clinging to the Sunnah and Avoiding Innovations. How beautiful was Ibn Mas'ud Radiyallahu's description of true knowledge when he said, Speech by itself is worthless unless it is followed by action. Speech and action are worthless unless they have the right intention. Speech, action, the right intention are worthless unless they agree with the Sunnah. <laughs> this is recorded by Hafiz ibn Abdul Barr in his Jami Bayan al-Ilm, page 70. So look at the great Ibn Mas'ud, he's broken down. Speech is pointless without action. Even if you act upon the knowledge, it is no good unless you have the right intention. Even if you have the right intention, it's no good. Think about that. Unless it's in line with the sunnah, then you get a tick. That deal will not be accepted. So question, how many people fall at the first hurdle? They think speech is knowledge. How many fall at the second hurdle? I'm acting upon my knowledge. How many fall at the third hurdle? Intention is pure, but it's not in line with the sunnah. Therefore, knowledge has to incorporate all of these bases. It is no wonder that Ibn Mas'ud had gone on to say, doing a little according to the sunnah is far better than doing much in the way of bid'ah. Doing a little according to the sunnah is far better than doing much in the way of bid'ah. This is in Darimi in his Sunan number 217, Behaki in his Sunan Al-Qubra 3-19, Hakim in his Mustadrak 1-103, Sahih, Zahabi Sahih, Hafiz Al-Shatibi in his Al-I'tisam, page 66 of the New English Translation, Hayat <coughs> al-Sahaba, volume 4, page 795 of the New English Translation, Sheikh Mashul Hassan Salman stated Sahih in his Al-Amru bil Ittiba, page 48. This has also been related directly to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Refer to Abdul Razak in his Al Musannaf, number 20,568, Sa'id ibn Mansur in his Sunan, Delami in his Musnad al Firdos, Kanzul Umal, number 1006. So, note again, why isn't he related back to the Prophet? Because he didn't do that. And yet, you got a hadith from the Prophet saying the same thing. So, what did our beloved Messenger, or definitely Ibn Masood, say? Doing a little according to the Sunnah is better than doing much. In the way of bid'ah. So what was he encouraging his students? Sunnah. If something is sunnah, he goes, he got a big smile. He goes, mashallah. If somebody innovated, we're going to come to it. He wasn't like me and you. Just frown at people. You're going to see what happened to him. So doing something small of the sunnah is far better than wasting your time on these innovations. In a slightly different wording, he said... <coughs> Following however little of the sunnah is better than striving hard upon innovation. This is in Tabarani in his Kabir number 10,337 or 10-208. Half is al in his As-Sunnah number 88-9. Half is Ibn al-Nasr in his Kitab al-Sunnah number 75. Hafiz Laliqa'i in his Sharah Al-I'tiqat number 116. Hafiz Ibn Batta in his Al-Ibana number 256. So the wording changes. So what did the great Ibn Masood say? 
following however little of the sunnah khairan min ijtihadin fi bid'ah better than striving hard upon innovation that was interesting this is a sign of illness of the heart where a person puts his energy into innovation that's a clear sign that he's got a diseased heart why because do you see those same people with the same desire for the sunnah think about that forget about the camps think about innovation look at the energy the people put into it same people have they got the same eagerness for the sunnah is it an illness think about that imagine you go to a person's innovating brother got miswak here why are you giving me miswak he gets angry why are you giving me miswak for it's sunnah brother why are you getting upset over the sunnah for so Ibn Masood said illness illness he also said the great Ibn Masood اتبعوا ولا تبتدعوا فقد قفيتم عليكم بالعتيق follow do not innovate for indeed you have been sufficed cling to the ancient affair <laughs> this is then Ahmed in Zuhud page 62 Darimi in his son number 205 or 1-69 Tabarani in his Kabir number 8770 or 9-198 Abdul Razak in his Al-Musannaf number 20456 Behaki in his Al-Madkhal number 387-8 Hafiz Waqi in his Zuhud number 315 Hafiz Al-Khatib in his Al-Faqi 1-43 Hafiz Abu Khaytama in his Al-Ilm, number 54. Ganzal Umal, volume 1, page 56. Al-Haytami in Majma Az-Zawail, 1-1-1, stated Sahih. Ayat Al-Sahaba, volume 4, page 797 of the New English Translation. Shaykh Al-Bani, Rahmatullah, authenticated it in his checking of Al-Ilm of Hafiz Abu Khaytama. Rahmatullah, Sahih Hadith. So what did Ibn Masood say? Ittabi'u wa la tabtadi'u. Follow, do not innovate. What does follow mean? Follow the sunnah. Don't innovate. Then he said, فَقَدْ قُفِيتُمْ You have got enough. It's sufficient. فَقَدْ قُفِيتُمْ عَلَيْكُمْ بِالْعَدِيكِ Cling to the ancient affair. What's the ancient affair? Rasulullah. The sunnah. I love Ibn Masood. Do you, brother? Do you love him? Do you know who he is? Mention some of these reports then you'll find out the trash from those who truly love him. You're innovating, brother. How can you say you love Ibn Masood? If he saw you, do you think that will please him? Or would he upset him? And then he starts going, no, 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 this is all right. <laughs> Cling to the ancient affair. You're sufficed. Because what do you need? If, you're, if something is sufficient and you say, no, but I want to do this. What does that mean? That means it's not sufficient. That means Ibn Masood is lying to you. <laughs> It's sufficient. You don't need anything else. You got five fingers, I need a sixth finger. Imagine somebody that wants a sixth finger. There's something wrong with you, man. I need a second thumb. You need to see a psychiatrist, brother. How true were the words of the Honorable Abu Al-Aliya when he said, Rahmatullah, Beware of these innovations, for they cause enmity and hatred amongst you. Stick to the original state of affairs that was before they were divided. This is in Abu Nu'im al-Hiliya 2-218. So look how beautiful from the Salaf. Abu al-Ali rahmatullahi said, what do innovations do? And it's 100% true. They cause hatred and enmity. Isn't it true? Straight away you get people opposing. Brother, I'm going to know what's this. Where does this come from? Brother, it's all right. Straight away enmity. You've caused enmity. 
stick to the original affairs before they were divided. Use your logic. Before this, was there a time when they were united? Yes. I want to go back to that time. You go back to the time when they were united. I want to be there. I want to do what they did. Did they do it? No. Then what are you doing? You're causing divisions. Imam Awza'i, what did he say? Rahmatullah. Stick to the narrations of those who mansalafa came before you, even if people reject you. Beware of the opinions of men, even if they beautify them for you with their speech. <laughs> this is recorded by Hafiz Zahabi Rahmatullah in his seal 7-120, Hafiz Ibn Abdul Bar Rahmatullah in his Jami Bayan al Ilm 2-114. Sahih, Shaykh Al Bani Rahmatullah states Sahih in his Al Ulu, page 138. So Imam Awzai, one of the Mushtaid Imams whose school has died out, he said, Sayyid, report from him. Stick to the narrations of those who mansalafa, those who came before you, even if people reject you. Think about that. If, if you say, brother, did the Salaf do it? And you, they say, no, then I'm not doing it. Imam Awzai goes, don't worry about it. Let them reject you. Then he said, but... Beware of the opinions of men, even if they beautify them for you with their speech. Now this is the whole thing. You say, did the Salaf do it? And the answer is no, that should be the end of the argument. But is it? He goes, no, no, no. Not everything is found in the Salaf. And then you say, what, what do you mean? In worship, you're talking about worship here. And if they say yes, you don't know what you're talking about. If you're talking about modern fatwa, that's something else. But if you're talking about worship, we are sufficed. We don't need anything else. And as to all those who grapple over this affair and stupidly stick to their camps, then heed the advice of our master, Abdullah ibn Mas'ud, who offered the following <laughs> advice to a questioner. Whoever shows you the truth, accept it from him. Even if you hate him and do not know him, Similarly, whoever shows you falsehood, reject it, even if he is your close friend. Recorded by Hafiz ibn al-Jawzi in his Shifat al-Safwa, 1-419. Look at this advice. Ibn Masood said, don't take it personally. If the truth is given to you from somebody you can't stand, take it. It's the truth. Because don't worry, it's the truth. Take it. But do not take the falsehood from somebody who you love. Just because he's close to you. People say, no, no, but I trust him, trust him. What do you mean you trust him? What do you trust him with? Making things up. Hence, as always, there is no place for one's nafs in the most important of matters. So let me give you a direct report. In Ibn Majah, Ahmad in his Musnad 4-126, Hakim in his Musnad 1-96, Sahih. Ibn Abi Asim in his As-Sunnah number 48-9. Shaykh al-Bani Rahmatullah states Sahih in Zilal al-Jannah fi Takhreej al-Sunnah 1-27 Sayyidina Al-Irbad ibn Sari radiyallahu relates that our beloved messenger said sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Laqad taraktukum ala mithlil bayda Indeed I have left you upon a clear white path Layluha kana hariha Layluha kana hariha its night is clear like its day. La yazigu ba'di anha illa halika. 
no one deviates from it after me except he is destroyed so how clear do you want the statement from rasulullah sallallahu you can't spell it out any clearer what did he say sahih hadith ibn majah i have left you upon a clear white path because there's nothing obscure i've left you on a clear path it's night is like it's day in other words it's so bright even the night is like it's day then look what he said sallallahu alaihi wasallam no one deviates from this path after me illa hadiqa he is destroyed <laughs> meaning why have you rejected the clear path there's nothing left to add but there's another path is there where does that take me our beloved messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam may all that i have be sacrificed for him had indeed with the utmost excellence completed the immense task of conveying the sacred message given to him by almighty allah subhanahu wa ta'ala how do we know for abu dhar radiyallahu anhu relates that our beloved messenger said sallallahu alaihi wasallam i have left nothing i have left nothing that would bring you closer to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala without informing you about it i have left nothing that would bring you closer to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala without informing you about it this is in tabarani in his kabir number 1648 shaykh al-bani rahmatullah authenticates it in as-sahiha number 1803 is this authentic sahih who is speaking rasulullah what did he say that allah alayhi wasallam i've left nothing stop what does nothing mean i have left nothing that would bring you closer to allah so you ask the person why are you innovating because this brings me close to allah stop you've rejected rasulullah so what are you saying i have left nothing you're saying he left this out who's telling the truth i have left nothing that would bring you closer to allah every innovation you ask him why are you doing it Oh, he brings you close to Allah. Astaghfirullah, brother. Astaghfirullah. Because we say Astaghfirullah, brother. Because you have rejected Rasulullah. He says, "What are you talking about? I have left nothing." He didn't say except ten percent, except you know five percent, except even no point, no, no, what, nothing. I have left nothing that will bring you closer to Allah without telling you. Look at the Muslim world. Why is it infested with? <laughs> Imagine, because oh, brother, it's good, though, isn't it? It's good. What's good? What's good? Something you've made up. I've left you with nothing that will bring everything that brings you close. I've told you. I've left you on a clear path. Don't leave that path. Ibn Masud warned you again and again. We don't listen. Astaghfirullah. And how do we know we don't listen? To finish. In Tabarani, in his Kabir 6-202, our beloved messenger said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Islam started as something strange. It shall return as something strange. Dostuba to the strangers. They asked, Ya Rasulullah, who are the strangers? Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, we want to be amongst the strangers, but who are they? The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, those that purify and correct what the people have corrupted of my sunnah. Subhanallah. The Prophet knew. He told you, don't do it. Don't do it. Well, in his compassion, he told you, you're not going to listen. So I'm going to have to tell you something else. Islam started as something strange. It's true. 
When Islam first came, Rasulullah spoke about istinja. What the heck was he talking about now? <laughs> Cleaning private parts. What's this? Wuzu, <laughs> ghusl, you know, salat. What did Abu Talib say? This is a great religion, but I don't want to put my buttocks in the air. He thought sujood was strange. <laughs> so Islam started as something strange. Then the Prophet said, it will return to something strange. Why? <laughs> because people have left the sunnah. Glad tidings to the strangers. The Sahaba wanted clarification. Who are the strangers? We want those glad tidings. Those that purify, correct what the people have corrupted of my sunnah. Meaning they're mixing things up. Those who purify that, I give them glad tidings. And the corruption is no other than misguided innovations. Subhanallah. So note, how do we get out of this mess? Knowledge. Who do we turn back to? Rasulullah. Who else do we turn back to? His students. Go through their lives. Study their lives. You realize all of the problems will be sorted out. Unfortunately, people, they don't want to change their lives. They're happy in the mire they're in. Isn't it a good thing? That's the classic end statement of innovation. But isn't it good? And that's exactly what somebody said to Ibn Masood. Isn't it good? And you're going to hear this response to that. Subhanallah. So all I mentioned today was his catering, his noble students, how he looked after his noble students. And then I've started the subsection on clinging to the sunnah and avoiding innovation. Are there any questions you'd like to ask?